The Bengaluru Commute Podcast, powered by Spooler. Welcome to the Bengaluru Commute Podcast, your only companion on the streets of Bengaluru. Bengaluru Local News. For today, the 31st of October, let's begin with updates from the city. Karnataka CM Siddaramaiah assured acceptance of the caste census report in November or December. He stated the report would be presented for cabinet discussion. Siddaramaiah criticized predecessors for neglecting previous surveys. He emphasized the importance of opportunities in education in showcasing inherent talent, regardless of caste or religion. He addressed the Prerana Samaraba event held by Kalidasa Health and Education Trust and Ahilya Foundation. In other headlines, due to heavy demand amid a drought in Karnataka, onion prices surged, reaching Rs 75 per kg in Bengaluru. Prices are expected to rise further. Within a week, prices increased by 40 to 50%. Nationwide, onion prices rose due to a decline in rubby stock and delayed arrival of fresh carob stock. In Delhi NCR, prices reached 70 rupees per kg, expected to persist till December. The Union Consumer Ministry has released buffer stock to stabilize prices in affected states. In Samoa news, a leopard was sighted near Bengaluru's Electronic City, prompting a high alert among forest officials. They are working to locate and rescue it before it reaches residential areas. Videos initially misidentified the location as Whitefield, but it was Singa Sandranya Electronic City. The area is near Banargata National Park and houses major tech firms. Leopards have also been spotted in areas like Kengeri, Devanahalli, Kumbalagodu and Kodipalya. Up next, following a major fire at a cafe in Bengaluru's SG Palya, the fire department has inspected rooftop cafes and bars. They found 243 establishments violating safety regulations. The department submitted a report to the BBMP for action. The crackdown began after a fire incident in Koramangla on October 18th, where no casualties were reported. A person was seen jumping from the building to escape the fire and was taken to a nearby hospital. Now in other news, the e-governance department in Karnataka is creating a comprehensive database of properties involved in legal disputes. This public resource will enable buyers to verify a property's legality using its unique ID, reducing confusion and potential fraud. Karnataka High Court has urged the government to centralize this information to prevent litigations and scams. The department is gathering data from court records and will integrate revenue and civil cases. This initiative also aims to streamline property-related services. Moving on, Karnataka-based Nayonika Eye Care and Jivdaya Foundation have partnered to extend their eye health services to five states including Tamil Nadu, Madhya Pradesh, Punjab, Uttar Pradesh and Telangana. They perform pediatric cataract surgeries in 20 hospitals offering high-quality IOLs. Nayonika's initiative, Nayonika Makala Netra, restored the vision for 243 children with 89 surgeries in North Karnataka. They also introduced an eye mobile van benefiting 3.5 lakh street vendors. Meanwhile, during the Institute of Directors 2023 Annual London Global Convention, Bengaluru-based businessman and philanthropist Dr. Ronald Kolako was honoured with the Distinguished Fellowship 2023 Award in the House of Lords, UK Parliament. The certificate acknowledged his significant contributions to business, public service and social governance over three decades. Dr. Kolako received the award from the Lord Mayor of the City of London, Nicholas Lyons. On a different note, Sagar Hospitals organized a bikeathon from Baswanagudi to Kumaraswamy layout on World Stroke Day to raise awareness about stroke and its management. Over 200 bikers participated, flagged off by Venkateshwar Prasad S Group CFO Sagar Hospitals. Transport Minister Ramalinga Reddy inaugurated a stroke clinic and stroke ambulance and survivors were recognized. Following the rally, Dr. Arun L. Nayak and Dr. B.K. Madhusudan delivered a talk on stroke awareness and management. National News 
Moving on to the national news. Kerala CM Pinarayi Vijayan criticized Union Minister Rajiv Chandrasekhar for his comments on the recent blast in Kalamasheri. Chandrasekhar accused Vijayan of appeasement politics due to his protest against the Israel-Hamas war. Vijayan questioned the basis of Chandrasekhar's remarks, urging respect for ongoing investigations. He emphasized Kerala's stance against communalism and called for responsible statements considering the seriousness of the incident. Meanwhile, the Supreme Court ordered Maharashtra Assembly Speaker Rahul Narvekar to decide on disqualification petitions against CM Eknath Shinde and his supporting MLAs by December 31st. Earlier, the court criticized Narvekar for delays and warned of setting a timeline of not expedited. The court stressed compliance with its orders, emphasizing dignity. The disqualification petitions arose after Shinde and 39 MLAs broke from Shiv Sena to align with the BJP forming the government. In more news, Infosys founder Narayan Murthy's suggestion of a 70-hour work week has sparked controversy. Ex-Infosys CFO Mohandas Pai defended it, citing data on urban men's work hours, emphasizing its relevance for those under 30. Average weekly work hours in India stand at 61.6. The data is from the government's Time News Survey 2019. A Bengaluru cardiologist has also highlighted the potential health risks of such a demanding schedule. Shifting our focus, the Kalpana Chawla Space Academy was inaugurated in Lonavla recently, aiming to educate and train school students in space science through a residential program. Sudhir Kumar N, director at ISRO, highlighted the importance of space-focused education and fostering critical thinking. The academy, established at Advocate Bapu Saheb Bonde High School, is backed by the Narayan Bhargava Foundation. It offers a four-year residential program for Class 7 students aligning with NEP 2020's vocational training emphasis. In a general weather update for the country, Chandigarh experienced its coldest October night in five years this week, with a minimum temperature of 13.2 degrees Celsius as reported by IMD on 29 October. The maximum temperature rose slightly to 31.8 degrees Celsius, 1.9 degrees above normal. This drop is attributed to clear skies and cool, dry northwesterly winds, with no significant western disturbance expected. Day temperatures will likely remain above normal due to clear weather despite some expected partly cloudy conditions. International news. Turning our attention to international news, at a security forum in Beijing, Chinese and Russian military leaders criticized the US. China's second-ranking military official, Zhang Yuxia, pledged to enhance defense relations with Washington. The US-China military communication gap raises concerns over potential South China Sea or Taiwan clashes. The Beijing Jiangshan Forum, a key military diplomacy event, included a US delegation amid regional tensions. Russia's Defense Minister Sergei Shoigu warned off the danger posed by Western involvement in the Ukraine conflict. In ongoing news, Israel's military confirmed launching strikes on Syrian military infrastructure, responding to attacks originating from Syria towards Israel. The strikes targeted positions near the southern Syrian city of Daraa. Syria's defense ministry reported material losses. Concerns are rising over potential regional repercussions stemming from Israel's conflict with Hamas in Gaza, evidenced by attacks on U.S. forces in Iraq and Syria, along with increased exchanges of fire between Hezbollah and Israeli forces on the Lebanon border. 
In a recent development, Bangladeshi authorities apprehended Mirza Fakrul Islam Alamgir, the Secretary General of the Bangladesh Nationalist Party, BNP, following violent clashes between opposition activists and security forces. The BNP called for a nationwide strike resulting in at least three civilian deaths and numerous injuries. The opposition demands Prime Minister Sheikh Hasina's resignation and a neutral caretaker government for next year's general elections. In some other news, French President Emmanuel Macron announced plans to incorporate abortion rights into the constitution, aiming to establish them as irreversible by 2024. The proposal, set to be submitted to the State Council, responds to the U.S. rollback of federal abortion rights. Constitutional changes in France require a referendum or three-fifths approval from both parliamentary chambers. Abortion was decriminalized in France in 1975, with subsequent laws enhancing conditions and support for the procedure. Business News Let's now look at some business stories. Neeta Ambani praised the inclusion of her children, Akash, Isha and Anand, as non-executive directors on the Reliance Board. Neeta expressed pride in all three, emphasizing their capabilities. Akash leads Reliance Geo, while Isha drives expansion in Reliance Retail. Anand holds director roles across various Reliance businesses. Mukesh Ambani emphasized a significant leadership transition in the company, reaffirming his role as chairman. In more business news, AU Small Finance Bank is poised to acquire Fincare Small Finance Bank in an all-share deal pending regulatory approvals. Shareholders of Fincare will receive 579 AU Small Finance Bank equity shares for every 2,000 held. The merger is slated to take effect on February 1, 2024. This acquisition will facilitate AU's entry into the microfinance sector, distinguishing it from other small finance banks. It also represents the first consolidation between two small finance banks. Next up, in some tech news, Microsoft Teams is set to introduce phone calls, partnering with Bharti Airtel to enable this feature on both computer and mobile applications. It marks the first time an over-the-top player in India will connect mobile and landline users. Initially, the service will cater to enterprises, offering reliability, cost-effectiveness and scalability. The aim is to enhance productivity and collaboration within businesses. Microsoft and Airtel anticipate a transformative impact on India's workforce. Moving on, Z Entertainment's Puneet Goenka is cleared to hold board positions in Z Group companies, allowing his involvement in the planned Z-Sony merger. The ban was lifted by an Indian tribunal, boosting Z Entertainment shares by 3.7%. SEBI had accused Goenka and Subhash Chandra of diverting funds imposing the ban in August. The merger, delayed by SEBI's interim order, is set to create a $10 billion company. Z stated that Goenka would cooperate with any further regulator investigations. In market news for today, the Sensex gained 266.70 points or 0.42%, reaching 64,049.50, while the Nifty rose by 73.40 points or 0.39%, closing at 19,120.70. Out of the total, 1,752 shares advanced, 1,485 shares declined and 149 shares remained unchanged. The Indian rupee exhibited a steady performance, albeit with a minor downside. Influenced by a robust US dollar and selling activities by FIIs. Entertainment News. Over to news from the entertainment world. Arjun Kapoor and Bhumi Pednekar are set to co star in the romantic thriller The Lady Killer, directed by Ajay Bhal. The film, set for a theatrical release on November 3rd, showcases Arjun as an outsider in Uttarakhand who falls for Bhumi's mysterious character. The story revolves around a small town playboy's passionate romance with a self destructive beauty. 
Ajay Bhal, known for films like BA Pass, directs the movie produced by Bhushan Kumar's T-Series. In news from Hollywood, Matthew Perry's sudden passing has deeply affected his friend's co-stars. Jennifer Aniston, Courtney Cox, David Schwimmer, Matt LeBlanc and Lisa Kudrow, yet to publicly comment, are expected to release a joint statement soon. Sources reveal they are all devastated by the loss, describing Perry as their brother. Friends creators Marta Kaufman and David Crane expressed their shock and sadness, remembering Perry as the funniest and kindest person. Meanwhile, in some news from regional cinema, the Konidela and Kaminini families are in Italy for Varun Tej and Lavanya Tripathi's wedding celebrations. Actor Ram Charan and his wife Upasana shared a family photo, including Chiranjeevi. The couple is set to marry on November 1st and host receptions in India. The wedding location in Tuscany was revealed by Upasana earlier. Varun Tej is the son of actor Nagendra Babu and a nephew of Chiranjeevi and Pavan Kalyan. Spooler Sports. In sports news, Surya Kumar Yadav showcased versatility in India's match against England, almost clinching his first World Cup half century. He anchored India from a tough 131 for 4 to 229 for 9 in challenging batting conditions. Surya's patient play proved crucial, highlighting his adaptability. Despite initial struggles, this inning cemented his value, dispelling doubts about his selection. His pivotal role in IPL, especially with Mumbai Indians, transformed his cricket trajectory. In more sports updates, Max Verstappen clinched his 16-season win at the Mexico City Grand Prix, marking a record. A first corner crash marred teammate Sergio Perez's race, leaving him just clinging to second in the season championship. Verstappen's swift start allowed him to lead and he maintained control after a restart. This victory in Mexico City is his fifth since 2017 and the 51st of his career. Lewis Hamilton secured second place while Leclerc finished third. Wrapping up sports news, Manchester City's Erling Haaland scored two goals at Old Trafford in a dominant 3-0 victory over Manchester United in the heated Premier League derby. Haaland's penalty and a header, along with Phil Foden's late strike, secured the win. This marked United's first defeat in four games across all competitions. City is now third in the standings, while United is in eighth place. Haaland's performance was hailed by both players and fans. Bengaluru Buzz. Switching gears to local events, there are many events ongoing and upcoming in Bengaluru this week. Get ready for an incredible musical event featuring popular vocalist Nikhil D'Souza performing live at the Phoenix Market City Whitefield on the 4th of November at 6pm. Catch ace comic Vivek Murli Dharan as he headlines his latest stand-up special, Death by Laughter, performing live at Just Bangalore Brigade Road on the 5th of November at 6pm. Interested in macrame art? Here's something for you. Join a beginner's art class with the exclusive macrame art workshop, conducted by the city's art experts happening at Small World Estibet Koromangla on the 4th of November at 4pm. Enjoy an open mic session and bring friends along to the exclusive Soapbox Presents Spotlight Sessions happening at the Atagalata Indranaga on the 5th of November at 7pm. You can also catch the insanely funny Karunesh Talwar in his latest outing, Adrak Kaswad, performing live at the Mother Take Auditorium Ashok Nagar on the 4th of November at 7pm. Bengaluru weather. And finally, the weather in Bengaluru. Bengaluru can expect mainly overcast skies with no expected rainfall. The temperature will range from a pleasant 19 degrees Celsius to a warm 27 degrees Celsius. The maximum heat index considering humidity is estimated at 29 degrees Celsius. This aligns with a typical October high of 28 degrees Celsius. That's all for now on the Bengaluru Commute Podcast for today. I'm Anupama Rajaratnam.
If you enjoyed this episode, please do follow the Bengaluru Commute podcast on your favorite podcast and player and leave a rating and a review as well. It helps other listeners to discover the show and we would just really appreciate it. Even better, if you know someone who would enjoy the podcast, share it with them. Make your commute truly extraordinary. The Bengaluru Commute podcast skill is now available on Alexa. All you have to do is to download the skill from your Alexa app and look for the Bengaluru Commute podcast. The Bengaluru Commute podcast.